Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, with your host, Rico Francis, the president of Club Solutions and Peak Media, and special guest, Tyler Dannon, the co-founder and CEO of Fitbench. Tyler, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rico. Thanks a bunch. Really appreciate it. Yeah, very excited uh, to learn more about Fitbench. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I guess let's just start with your personal background, um, where you grew up, um, and how you got to where you are today. Sure, sure. Um, I have a little combination of where I grew up. So I, I started in California um, in Sonoma, which is uh, about an hour north of San Francisco, beautiful area. Uh, when I was in grade school, my, my folks moved to Wisconsin um, and lived in Wisconsin you know, until high school. Uh, went to college in New Hampshire at the University of New Hampshire. Um, and uh, at, at college, I ran track and field, uh, played basketball for two years, uh, but ran track for four. So that was my thing. I did the deca- decathlon. So a little bit of every event. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it was good. Um, after school, I moved down to Florida. Uh, actually, I moved down without a job. Um, I did an internship for a company called Ironman. Um, and that led to a full-time position, but um, Ironman triathlons in Clearwater, Florida. Um, so we put on the 70.3 series, uh, in Florida and I worked for them for two years and, uh, decided it was time to, for a change and, and wanted to move back up North. Um, so I moved back to Wisconsin and, uh, got a job with, uh, Woodway treadmills, which is a, you know, a huge staple in the fitness industry. Um, I got it through a friend of a friend, um, and, uh, I was the, um, the Southern regional manager, uh, for sales. So I, I looked after Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Um, so I did that for 10 years. I was actually the, the, the last guy to get hired and the first guy to leave. So we had, we had 10 sales guys there at the time and, and, uh, and, um, great culture, great group of guys, really good friends. Um, and, and I've really tried to implement, implement that into my own company. So. Very good. Yeah. So you're the CEO um, of Fitbench. So just describe what you do on a day-to-day basis, what your main priorities are. You know, we have a, a small team, um, but mighty team. And uh, I spend a lot of time with our team and uh, making sure everyone is has what they need um, and focus on our goals and, and tasks for the quarter. Um, I also look after our international sales. So I do all of our international sales for us. And then we have a couple of guys who do the, the domestic uh, business uh, in the U.S. and North America. Um, but uh, I spend most of the time, um, you know, trying to plan for, for what we have coming up and, and spending time with the team to make sure everyone's successful. Okay. Let's, let's dive into Fitbench now. Let's um, talk about, obviously, what you have is very unique. Um, some of our listeners may be hearing the name Fitbench for the first time or just, you know, what is this thing? So um, I guess if you could describe um, what it is um, and because in my mind, I would say it's kind of a combination of fitness accessories, weights and storage, uh, but you would probably describe it another way, a better way. So if you could describe what it is and what makes it unique for health club operators. Yeah, so we uh, we innovated the product category in 2016. Um, 
And uh, the the whole mission, I can give you the whole backstory, actually. I might paint the picture a little bit better. So I was in a, um, I used to obviously travel for my job at Woodway. And um, I was in sales and I I'd take different studio classes, boutique studio classes, wherever I go. Um, and at this particular time, I was taking a class at Barry's Boot Camp um, down, in, down in Texas. And um, it was it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. So I was in the class, coming into the class, not knowing the programming, grabbing the biggest dumbbells possible. Um, and uh, you start your exercises and automatically you get smoked out because it's just too much weight. Right. So I had to do the basically the walk of shame back to the, the dumbbell rack, grab a smaller set of dumbbells and come back. Um, and uh, by that time, you know, the, the class is on to a new exercise and, and then you got dumbbells sprayed throughout the floor. So that was my light bulb moment. And um, and I workshop with the idea a little bit, went to a, a friend of mine in the industry who, who helped me along the um, along the, the path. And his name is Sean Gagnon from the, the abs company. Great job. Very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to Sean with the idea and, and uh, said, hey, Sean, how do I do this? And um, he kind of showed me the ropes. And uh, then we took the idea to to Woodway. And, and it was kind of that moment where like, hey, I got this cool idea, but I, you know, I want to do this, but I also want to do this. Right. Um, and, and Woodway was just so great, gracious and and uh, they they saw it as a solution for their customers. And, and we really did uh, because a big market segment for for Woodway and us was uh, the boutique segment where they're doing a line of treadmills and a line of, which is now fit benches. Uh, but before they were just using the Reebok steps or, or some other plastic bench. Um, so we, we created a solution and, uh, and Woodway was just, you know, they helped really kickstart our business and, and see if it had legs. Um, so I left in 2018 uh, on great graces. Um, still really good friends with those guys and they actually still resell our product and we work closely together and some of our international customers. Um, but, uh, but that was, that was kind of the path and the story of how, how we, how we kind of got here. And, and really I relied a lot on, on, uh, on help from industry people to get us where we're at today. Okay. If you could just talk, um, I guess a little more about what FitBench replaces in a traditional, um, sort of the free weight area, if you will, or because I don't want to use words that you wouldn't use, but what it replaces or what purpose it serves, yeah. what need it meets. Yeah. So again, the, the bench was designed as essentially it's a, it's a mobile functional workout station that holds all of the tools uh, that you would in, that you would need in a workout. Um, so we, our niche is definitely the boutique studio. Uh, but we've getting, been getting more and more into the clubs as a solution for that small group training area. Uh, whether that be on the turf, a couple benches on the turf, uh, outside fitness has been really big for us, um, dedicated small group areas, and then it goes into the boutique uh, settings, not only standalone, but also boutique fitness within the clubs. Got it. So uh, for the majority of our listeners, people listening to this will be health club operators. I mean, we have some boutique, but the majority will be. So for uh, for them, uh, let's dive into maybe a little bit of the ROI, kind of talk us through that. So if, if I'm a health club operator, obviously, you know, I've got to think about the bottom line. So how does this either help me make money or save money or just talk about 
the economics a little bit. Yep, totally. Um, so our uh, our solution or our Fitbench, it comes with all the equipment. Um, so it all is Fitbench branded. We use all the highest quality materials. Everything's commercial grade. Uh, everything has great warranties. Um, but we target, um, it's a revenue generating solution for clubs. Um, so one bench can be put into an area. Let's, let's call it a turf area for now. Uh, you can utilize a turf area, small group training of, you know, four to six people around only one bench. Um, so that's been really good for us and, and, and our club, uh, customers have utilized it that way to where they're, they're getting revenue off of just one product. Okay. And can you maybe share, you don't have to reveal any customer name specifically, uh, wouldn't actually do that, but maybe share a couple story or examples of, you know, maybe people who either didn't have small group training or they grew their small group training or just examples, anecdotes that sure. help our listeners to understand um, what you could do for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're, we're, I can name drop a couple, um, but uh I'd say one of the one of the first innovators uh, in the club space for us was Choose Fitness. Um, they they have a team training class, which is a really cool class. It's you know they use um, treads, benches, uh, rowers, and TRX. Um, but uh, they they're basically using the bench as as a station work, um, and they. Before they were just using, uh, I believe it was Reebok step benches, and they upgraded the fit benches to have everything all in one versus racks on the walls um, and all of these other equipment off to the side where everything is now consolidated for them. Uh, Vasa has also been a really great customer of ours, um, and they implemented their, uh, I think it's called the Red Room, um, but uh, they're doing something similar where it's a small group, uh, but they're using stations of four, four to five benches four to five treads, um, Airdyne bikes and TRX. Um, so that's that's really uh, a couple of huge spots in the club where these club owners are, are really seeing some big numbers. Uh, so and they're, they're, and they're uh, just to talk a little bit more about that, Tyler. So two great companies, mm -hmm. examples you use. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little more about, you know, the economics that, that they have experienced with you guys. Um, is it been, you know, more classes um, and or saving space and or, you know, money because um, of, of working with you, if that makes sense? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of all of the above. Um, so classes, for example, are, are usually all um, additional revenue for the club owner. Um, so they're taking classes. The clubs want to bring these classes in because they're losing the revenue or the member to the class across the street or the orange series across the street. Um, so they're trying to create these really beautiful boutique situations or, or team training classes within the four walls of the club. Um, and, and they're normally charging more for that. Um, additionally, the personal trainers, it gains a, gains a functional space for the personal trainers to use the product um, and gain revenue off of, off of one or two benches. Um, and then they're also seeing it as it's, it's not that expensive of a, of a product. Uh, the Fitbench really isn't. It's extremely high quality for everything that you get. And we made this thing as bulletproof as possible. So there's been literally no warranty claims. I mean, it's, it's been solid. So it's, um, they're, they're saving on that side too. And it's, and it's, 
it's safe. I've seen actually, actually, I saw a video that uh, you did with Julio. Oh, did you? Which one are you talking about now? Uh, the, the Apple video. Yeah, the Apple video. Yeah, so, so correct. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so we designed the bench really first and foremost for safety um, because it was, it was implemented or made for that boutique setting that has dark classes, vibrant lights. Everyone's moving fast in there. So I wanted to make this thing as, as clean and safe as possible. Uh, so we added that smooth top that goes down, which eliminates liability completely. All of our dumbbell hook covers are completely encased in rubber casings. Um, it's just the top doesn't have any seams in it. It's not contoured. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a standalone top. So you don't have to worry about tripping or any pinch points or any kind of rust seams or anything. So we, uh, we, we definitely innovated for safety and we'll continue to do that as we uh, bring out new products. Yeah, that was a very thoughtful, I think, solution um, was what I would, mm -hmm. I would think about that. So what are some other challenges or trends um, that operators face that you guys can help with? I mean, you talked about um, boutiques, you talked about small group training. What are, what are, what are some other things that maybe, um, you know, operators should yeah. be thinking about that you often yeah. know? What we've seen, um, and, and really just by, by chance, um, is the FitBench is not for your weight area. It's more for the functional area. So what the clubs are seeing is that um, by putting a bench over by the cardio area or the stretching area, they're seeing that their members aren't stealing weights from the weight area, walking them over to the stretching area and then dropping them and leaving them. Um, so it's a station that you can use in that, let's call it a stretching area, um, where it can it can be used where people can be come off the, the treads or the ellipticals or whatever, and then pump out a couple a couple reps reps on the fit bench. So it's it's um it's better flow for the clubs, and then they don't have dumbbells everywhere in the club. I would I would assume that that's one of the biggest points that you and your team have to communicate to um, potential customers because. I initially um, thought that it would be a solution for the weight area. That's mm -hmm. how I kind of saw it. I mean, I see dumbbells is what I think about. You know? Sure. And so I would think that that's one of the education points that um, is key um, for you guys in trying to help help clubs. Yeah, good. Well noted. I mean, we'll, we'll try to drive that more for sure. But uh, yeah, we, we try to be that, you know, the max weight on our, on, on most of our benches is 30 pounds. Um, so it's not something that a bodybuilder is going to use, you know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely something that, uh, you're going to use with other equipment. Got it. So, yeah. Now, if there was one thing you'd want our listeners to know about fit Benjamin, you, you've talked about a lot, but if there was just one thing that you'd want them to know that maybe is a, either a misperception or something that you don't think is, is known, um, that we haven't talked about, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I would say focus. So we we uh, innovated this category, right? This bench category, and, and yeah, we have a couple uh, of imitators out there. Um, but the thing that I would love people to know is that this is all we focus on is benches. That's it. So we've we've we're really good at it. We have an awesome team behind us, and uh, we keep innovating the product line. So this is this is all we focus on. This is all we do. Yes, we think we're the best, but uh, but um, yeah, this is 
this is all we focus on and, and we'll continue to support our customers with that focus. Which leads me to my next question, your plans for the future. So what are your, well, say short-term, uh, maybe the next 12 months um, plans for the product or the product line, product offering uh, solutions, and then maybe longer term, um, which I know that's challenging to do, maybe, I don't know, three to five years or so. What are your, what are your plans? Yeah, initially, I mean, the, our, one of our initiatives um, in the next six months is, is we're rolling out education. Uh, so we really try to emulate, emulate what TRX has done with their, with their education around just their strap. So you'd be surprised on how many personal trainers will come up to the bench and be like, oh, this thing's awesome. So many things you can do with it, but then they kind of scratch their head and like try to come up with programming. Um, so we have a, a now a course that's accredited through ACE and we have a, um, uh, an education course that's hosted through Inspire 360 um, that uh, uh, that's what we're going to be focused on quite a bit is showing people and educating people on how to use our product and then how to program around it more specifically. Um, so that's our initial um, initial intentions. Uh, and we'll be doing that. And then long-term, you know, it's really just defining our global community and, and uh, growing our global community. We're in about 28 different countries now, and, and we, we're, we're, we're pushing to, to grow that every day. So we have a really cool community of studios and clubs that, that are customers of ours and, and also partners. You know, we ask them for feedback, and some of our benches are actually designed off of feedback from our, our customers. So we're going to continue to, to have those relationships and grow those relationships long-term. That's, that's really interesting that you're in 28 countries already. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious outside of, uh, let's say North America, um, what, what country or countries maybe just mention it to that um, you have customers in that are like growing pretty significantly. You know, uh, the Middle East have been massive for us. Dubai is blowing up. Um, they, they obviously have a great economy there as well. Um, Pre-pandemic, uh, Germany, uh, the UK, you know, Europe was pretty strong. They've obviously struggled to come back a little bit uh, or they're just now getting back uh, to their economy. Um, but uh, Australia and New Zealand have been coming on strong too. Pre-pandemic, they were just about to blow. And then obviously that changed a lot of things. Sure. So, um, but uh, if I were to say one country, it, it would, you know, it would be the UAE for sure. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, very good. So if our listeners want to contact you or someone on your team, what's the best way for them to do that? Our highest engagement uh, is through Instagram, actually. So we have a really cool Instagram page. Love for you guys to check it out. Um, it's just, if you just type in FitBench, um, it'll come up. Uh, and then LinkedIn, we're, we're pretty pretty uh, active on LinkedIn. I'm sure you saw that video with Julio and I on LinkedIn. Um, uh, other than that, you know, fitbench.com is always an easy one. So Tyler, thanks for joining uh, me on the Club Solutions podcast today. I wish you and Fitbench continued success in the future. Awesome. Rico, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate the time.